When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's celebrate some soccer. Host of the Global Game, 9pm tonight across the SEN Network. The voice of world football in Australia, Simon Hill, has been good enough to join us. Welcome to you, Simon. Great to have you back. No worries, Wayne. Always excited when there's a young 17-year-old from Adelaide. Uh, might be the biggest young 17-year-old since Leighton Hewitt to turn up to the sporting world. Uh, some exciting stuff to talk about from the A-League from the weekend. Well, certainly since Garan Quall emerged right. uh, last year for the Central Coast Mariners. Uh, yeah, Nestor Irankunda uh, is the name we're talking about. Adelaide United winger who's now scored in uh, three consecutive games, all off the bench. And uh, he's been called up to Graham Arnold's Socceroo squad for the two-game series against Ecuador later on in the month. Uh, as a train-on player initially, although Arnold did say this morning he hasn't ruled him out of playing any part in that series. And uh, personally, I'd love to see him play in, uh, for, the, for the national team. I think he's a terrific talent. Um, I, I mean, in some ways, you could say even more exciting than Garen Quall, and that's, uh, that's quite some statement. So, you know, the future's looking pretty bright, and there are uh, other new talents that have been called up to the national team this morning as well, including Geordie Boss from Melbourne City, who I think is having a terrific season. Aidan O'Neill's in there. Uh, and an interesting name from overseas, Alex Robertson, who uh, is the son of Mark Robertson, former Socceroo, and the grandson of uh, Alex Robertson, named after him, uh, who also played for Australia back uh, in the day. So, uh, yeah, some interesting selections for Arnie, and um, it's, uh, it's going to be good to see the next generation perhaps get their opportunity in that two-game series. And the, how long until an overseas team starts to get interested, or are they interested already? Oh, they're interested already, uh, but the, <laughs> the rules state that you can't, uh, leave your home country until you turn 18. And uh, Nestori has only just turned 17, remarkably. So uh, we've got him for another year, <laughs> at least uh, for now. So uh, I, I hear that there's, there's, you know, obviously he's interested in him already. Why wouldn't that be? He, he's a phenomenal talent. He's uh, still got a long way to go. Obviously, he's still a kid. And, I mean, he's yet to start a game uh, in the A-League for Adelaide. But certainly his impact off the bench has been phenomenal these last three weeks. And he, he, as he admitted himself, he doesn't score tap-ins, he scores absolute bangers. Uh, and he's got such power in that right foot. So, uh, yeah, it's exciting. And, um, you know, hopefully he goes on to fulfil that potential. Western United's on the move up the ladder. Yeah, beating Melbourne victory yesterday, which, I mean, virtually ends victory's hopes of, of reaching the finals. Not mathematically, but... Uh, it's going to take something akin to a miracle now, I would imagine, for victory to make the top six. Uh, Western are starting to make their move at the right time. Uh, three wins on the spin. Uh, Alexander Previch with uh, a delightful finish to win the game by two goals to one. Just at the point of the match, actually, where victory was starting to get on top of it after they got an equaliser through Bruno Fornaroli. Um, but the same old problems coming back to haunt them. Um, you know, despite that domination for 10, 15 minutes, they couldn't get in front and and they can see the soft one at the other end. So uh, that's the way it's gone for victory this season, and uh, you know probably a lot of, of soul-searching and head-scratching to go on during the off-season, I'd imagine.
some pretty big fixtures this weekend as well. I think you've got the Sydney Derby coming up this weekend as well, haven't you? That's right, yeah. Uh, the third instalment of it on Saturday night at Allianz Stadium, which uh, should be a cracker. We had uh, 35,000 there for the first instalment at Allianz earlier on in the season. I would imagine it'd be something uh, similar on Saturday evening. Uh, Wanderers fourth with 31 points, Sydney sixth with 27. So the gap could be down to one if Sydney were to repeat their success in Parramatta of a few weeks ago. And uh, there was a bit going on off the field at the end of the game between the two coaches, Steve Corriger and Marco Rodan as well. I don't think they're uh, perhaps on the best of terms at the moment. So it could be a, a fiery night. And the premiership model and the finals model format that we've got here in Australia, it's probably given the latter situation right now. I know, well, I don't know if I've asked you recently, you're a fan of having both in this country, even though it's not the way it happens overseas? Well, in this country, yes, um, I am a fan of it because we don't have promotion relegations yet. Uh, and if we took away the final series, then, you know, really you'd have uh, six or seven clubs maybe playing for nothing midway through the season because there's there's no, you know, battle to avoid the drop here. So, yeah, no, I'm in favour of keeping of it, uh, keeping it. Um, I, I like the final system actually, and you know, obviously it's it's part of the. Uh, the DNA of sports fans here, it gets big crowds, it gets a lot of attention. So, look, I, I've got no problem with that. Uh, my, my one caveat to that would be to say that uh, I, I wish we gave the Premiers a lot more credit because really that's the true test. You know, you finish top of the league uh, at the end of 26 games, you deserve to be recognised really as the best team in the country. But uh, that's the way it is here. And more confidence in our Socceroos now, given the last couple of months we've had and how do you rate this squad that's just been announced today? Well, look, it's, it's a mixture of, of youth and experience. And I, I think what's exciting, given what happened at the World Cup, is that it's not reached its peak. And, you know, we've already talked about these young talents that are emerging. Geordie Boss, Nestor Kunda, Garan Kual, who's now uh, overseas with Hearts in Scotland on loan from Newcastle. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of good young talents uh, coming through the competition. And that can only be a good thing. Now, obviously, it's up to Graham Arnold to, you know, blend them into a national team environment. And it is, you know, obviously the next level. Uh, it, it's the toughest uh, thing to do in world sport is to get to the latter end of a World Cup because you've got 200 countries, most of whom, if not all, have got football as their national sport and play all their resources into that game. Uh, we don't have that here. So, you know, we're, we're reliant on, on good coaching and, uh, you know, good young prospects coming through the system. And fortunately, we seem to have a good crop of them at the moment. So it's, it's exciting. And, uh, you know, given that we've reached the round of 16 at, uh, at the World Cup and perhaps a little bit unlucky not to go further, uh, you can, I think, look forward with optimism. And the first, uh, the first target for them is to try and win the Asian Cup, which is in Qatar in January next year. So that's not too far away now. A couple of quick EPL questions, one being Gary Lineker's divisive um, comments. What have you made of those? And the BBC certainly reacted, and so have the fans. Well, I don't know whether they were divisive. Uh, only, only for the government they were divisive. Uh, I think pretty much everybody's come out and said, you know, it's, it's a free country, or at least it should be. Um, now, I understand, you know, I used to work for the BBC, I had 10 years there, and you've got rules on impartiality, but, you know, Lineker is a freelancer, his Twitter account is a private account, it's not a BBC account, 
Um, and the same as anybody else, he should be you know, entitled to have his opinions, whether you agree or disagree with them. Um, so he's been reinstated to host uh, Match of the Day, and I think that's the right decision, but obviously it's going to lead to a, a whole heap of fallout. But what you can't have, you cannot have, is governments dictating uh, what people say in private or even in public. Um, you know, that's the whole essence of a democracy, and this is why this has caused such huge eruptions in the UK. It's seen as the thin end of the wedge. If uh, people with a public profile are silenced, then, uh, you know, we're heading towards dictatorships rather than democracy. And on the pitch, uh, Bournemouth beating Liverpool. They were 18th, I think. That, well, they're 18th now. They were about 20th when they beat Liverpool. What's been the biggest story on the, the pitch? I think I've got a text here saying Chelsea's sort of back on track. City beat Palace. What have you made of the last round? Well, yeah, certainly Bournemouth defeating Liverpool was the big shock of the round, particularly as Liverpool had just smacked Man United 7-0 the week before. Uh, really indicative of their season. It's been so up and down. Um, it's difficult to fathom what's going on there. Um, and they missed a penalty in that game as well through Mo Salah. Uh, yeah, Chelsea definitely back on track. Uh, they've, I think they've won three in a row now and starting to score goals. Um, that was probably always going to be the case because they've got good quality in that squad. And the title race is, you know, still on a knife edge. It's still Arsenal's to lose. They're five points clear. Got a good win at Fulham. Uh, but City, my boys, they just keep hanging in there. Um, a 1-0 win at Palace. It wasn't pretty at times, but uh, never mind the quality. Feel the results. So there's still a way to go. 11, 11 matches left. And, of course, the, uh, you know, the two teams are involved in European competitions as well, which uh, could have an impact in terms of injuries and schedules, etc. So... Uh, we'll see where they end up in May, but, um, yeah, City's still in there. Talking to Simon Hill, host of the Global Game. It's 9pm tonight across the SEN network if you want to hear more of Simon. What is on the show tonight, Simon? Well, we'll be reviewing, obviously, that uh, Soccer Squad announcement this morning and, and what it means for those involved and perhaps some of those uh, who are not. We'll review round 20 of the A-League and look ahead to that big Sydney derby with Andrew Redmayne of Sydney FC. And all our regulars, Spencer Pryor will be talking Premier League, Alicia Carnabas on a big week for the A-League women and overseas as well, and Paul Williams with Football Asia. So uh, another busy show tonight. Looking forward to it. Tune in tonight, 9pm across the SEN Network. Simon, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot for your time. Cheers, Dwayne. All the best. Simon Hill joining us.